Yo, what up? You've heard how every superhero has their origin story, right? Well, welcome to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. I am your host, Desi Abeda. I'm a high-performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high-performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, can't believe I made it. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, people and high performers, camp believers? Welcome to another episode of the Can't Believe I Made a Podcast. I'm your podcast host, your high performance mentor, and your dietitian, Desi Abeda. All right, episode 82. We're, we're coming out the cuts with another Mentorship Monday. And I, I felt like over the next couple of weeks, I really wanted to emphasize things, not only that I have really, really tried to work intentionally through, but things that I see with a lot of my clients. The last Mentorship Monday, we talked about five characteristics of my best clients and people who have gone on and are continuing to go on to that next phase of their hero's journey, overcoming self-doubt, overcoming imposter syndrome, and keying it back to the habit so that it reminds them about their potential and about some of those scary things that they want to accomplish and then rising to that occasion. So if you haven't had the chance, make sure that you hop over to episode 80. We talked about the five characteristics. And then on Friday too, again, with these other episodes as well, like take the time. They're not going to be the 15 minutes that we're doing with our Mentorship Monday, but we just dove into the life of Derek Joe, someone that I really, really look up to from the standpoint of intentionality behind their athleticism. You know, we talked about Derek being an award-winning bodybuilder and the type of mindset that he has to carry into not only his competitions, but how he lives his life and how he also looks at the struggle that that has gone on in his life. So if you haven't had a chance, make sure that you go over to episode 81 uh, to make sure you hear about Derek's story because uh, the man's going to do some amazing things. And we were lucky enough as a pod family to catch it early before he blows the F up. So yeah, D, shout out to you, man. Thank you once again. But okay, so with the next three weeks, I wanted to take a look and make sure with our Mentorship Monday episodes that we're teaching you how to unlock your limiting beliefs, okay? And so this is Unlocking Your Limiting Beliefs, part one of our three series. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be diving into what that means. And as I was trying to like create, like, how do I want to mold the information in a way that is not only relatable, but something that I can teach and something that people can really resonate with? And I figured I would start here because you can't not talk about limiting beliefs and overcoming those limiting beliefs to be the hero in your own hero's journey without talking about the reticular activating system. So if for those that don't know, it's a bundle of nerves in your brain. It's like your built in autopilot. All right. And it's, it's to me. And this is how I, I view it and how I'm receiving the information. To me, it's one of the number one keys to changing your behavior, reaching the goals that are really scary for you. And then unlocking your inner potential. Because when I like to think about the reticular activating system or the RAS, it it helps us with the autopilot. And one of the big questions behind it is like, all right, well, what does it actually do? And so as I'm reading through the research and I'm reading through like, all right, how do I share this with my pod family? Because it is very scientific. It's a physiological tool that all of us use each and every day. But like, how does it mold into habit formation and into helping people to create that main character energy that we're constantly talking about. Because when I look at it, it's it's like a survival mechanism. You know, at any given time, only a certain amount of information is actually useful 
and your brain is able to filter that out through the RAS. One of the examples that I was given, and I'm going to give you a bunch of examples because it's a very complex thing that your brain does, but it is incredibly influential in, in the way that you interact with information and the way that you interact in your subconscious and the way that you mold your world. So one of the examples that I saw that I really, really liked with like, what does the RAS do as a survival mechanism? I mean, if you kind of think back, you know, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of us that are uh, being chased by bears and tigers. And I mean, if you're doing that, your, your life is dope. <laughs> like teach, teach me how to be that type of hero. But one of the things that comes up that I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. So let's let's kind of put you in, from the standpoint of like being a natural badass, like Steve Irwin type. Right. So a tiger's chasing you. The quickest thing or the information that you need right there is that you need to survive. So you need to run. You need to be agile. You need to try to get away from this tiger and the color of the grass, how the air feels, <laughs> how light is it is outside. Uh, the color of the trees, are they changing colors? That information doesn't matter to you in that moment because you're literally fighting for your life. And so the RAS is a is a really good example of what it does from the standpoint of filtering out information that doesn't apply to you. All right. And it's another reason why, too. I mean, for some of us that have been able to, to do this, you know, if you're if you're in a, at a concert or a big meeting hall, there's a bunch of conversations going on. Your brain isn't attuned to every single conversation because that would be 100% overwhelming. So it filters through the sound and through that, like it makes a lot of sense that if you're in some, some sort of big meeting hall or at a concert or anyone who's or at a, at a game, you know, if your name gets called or something that sounds like your name, it perks your interest, right? And you're like, whoa, what was that? Or is someone calling my name? That's the RAS at work. It's filtering out information that you don't need. And I'm sure this has probably happened to a lot of us before. I mean, to, to any of us who have ever gotten to a point where it's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking for a new car. Like, that's me personally right now. Like, I still have the car that I bought. It was like my first professional purchase that I bought in when I was when I was actually like a young professional. So I'm having a hard time like letting go of it right now because with the new baby coming, obviously, I'm thinking about like, all right, I'm going to need a bigger vehicle. I'm going to need something that's a lot more safer and a lot more spacious, right? So I'm starting to look for cars. And so this is an example that's definitely on my mind. And I'm sure this has happened for you to some extent. So this is the RES at work, right? So as I'm looking for a car and I'm, I'm looking like, I really love the Mazda. Uh, I really love any of the SUVs from Toyota. Like, I'm just kind of looking at like, what do I, what do I want to do? But I'm finding that as I'm looking for a car, I'm finding that same car everywhere, right? And the street the, the damn house next to me. And I'm just starting to notice it. Right. And it's not like they just appeared out of nowhere. It's because I triggered my brain and the subconscious to start looking for opportunities there because I'm starting to think about the Toyota forerunner. I'm starting to see it everywhere. And it's not that they just magically appeared. They've always been there, but my brain and, and what I've done with the type of information that I've uploaded into my beautiful computer of a brain it's starting to, to help me to see like, oh, here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. And it's the same thing when we look at the RAS when it comes to your habits, right? Because another example that I would put here too is that the RAS is kind of like your brain's social media algorithm, All right? Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, for some of us, as we're kind of swiping through, we kind of know where we're at, right? For some of us, we might be in some stages of really starting to question our habits, and so there you find a podcast like this. 
right? So you're, you're constantly uploading this information into your subconscious so that you too can find information or opportunities to improve on your habits, right? That's why you're listening to this pod, right? And as you're swiping through other types of social media, you could probably, and I found this to be very, very true, especially during the last election. A lot of people spent a lot of time arguing, right? There was a lot of division, and there was probably division before 100%, but it felt like it was a little bit more on like a world stage. And I can't tell you how many times I, especially during that time, I got a new clients that are just like, man, I'm so unhappy. And it's like, okay, like, how do you spend your time? Well, I mean, the habits aren't great, obviously. It has a lot to do with not sleeping very well, not eating very well. In a lot of ways, for a lot of people, it was like drinking way too much and and starting to become a bit more sober curious. Like, what, what would that even be like? You know, who would I be hanging out with? But as we're going through it a lot, a lot more, I would ask questions like, okay, like what sort of things are you consuming on a day-to-day basis? And most of the time, a lot of these people, and if I'm being perfectly honest, there's a lot of guys. A lot of guys would talk about how they would spend a lot of time on Facebook arguing with people, arguing their point, and it just helped them to be very, very unhappy because that's the RAS at work, right? Because if you look to go find problems, you're likely going to find problems. And in the same breath and with the same type of energy, if you look to find solutions, your brain is going to provide you with opportunities to find solutions to those problems that you have. All right. So we want to do think we, we do want to think of your RAS as, as your brain's social media alg- algorithm. And we want to be very, very keen and very honest with, hey, what's on my algorithm right now? What's on my feed, my brain's feed? Is it actually helping me? You know, I've talked about this in, in past pods before in content uh, right now, as it <laughs> as it's laid down, 100 uh, percent, my my favorite social media uh, platform is TikTok. I just feel like how raw it is, the information, how creative people are, how funny people are. To me, it's just like my, my my favorite platform. And the cool thing about that is if you look through my algorithm, it's a shit ton of, of, of personal development. It's a shit ton of people healing through trauma. It's a shit ton of habit formation. It's a shit ton of entrepreneurship. It's a shit ton of of you know some sports, some culture, some hip hop. It's just like how 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 I receive my world. And for me, it's working for me because it's pushing me to start seeing like, okay, there's other people like me. All right. There's other people going through healing. There's other entrepreneurs that might not know what the end goal is, but know what it, what it is like to, to really take care of themselves through the process of just working through self-doubt and imposter syndrome. And so to me, I look at my algorithm and I'm like, that's, that's a healthy algorithm for me because where I'm at. But then I also think about in, in past versions of myself, like what that algorithm would have looked like. And that gives me a little bit more insight. And I want to encourage you to think about it in a really similar way. If you're looking at your brain's algorithm, are they things that are good, bad, or indifferent? Are they things that are actually helping you? Like what sort of information, what sort of negative self-talk are you uploading into your subconscious, which is starting to create the world around you? All right. So now that you have this information, right, this is obviously part one. We're going to dive into a little bit more what limiting beliefs are and what that means for you. But now that you're becoming aware of this information, like, okay, so how do we improve on what's going on? And I I say this all the time. The only type of detox that you ever need to do, all right, because your liver and your kidneys do that, by the way, it's a dietitian speaking to you. The only detox that you need to do is is to remove the, the toxic people, toxic things, toxic environments in your life. 
this this goes call back to like episode in the 50s. We talked about the social five, right? You're a product of the five most people that you hang out with. I would even I would even stretch that into thinking about it in this way too, is that you're a product of the five most things that you say to yourself, right? You're a product of the five most things that you're involved with, good, bad, or indifferent. And so here, like, I want to encourage you to detox the toxins, the toxic people in your life, the toxic conversations that you're having, right? God, I, I think a prime example, like gossip, <laughs> Anyone who's willing to gossip to you is likely not going to be a trustworthy person because they're already willingly uh, sharing information that is others that's not meant for you, right? So toxic people, toxic environments, toxic things that are no longer serving you, right? So that's the only type of detox I want you thinking about, okay? And this is like, this goes back to the, the damn analogy with your, your social media algorithm, right? Is unfollowing people comparisons or things that aren't helpful for you. And I would do that. I would tell you the same thing as it pertains to what you're uploading into your subconscious. Because from there, we then have to start asking the right questions. And that's the big crux of today. We have to ask the right questions because if there are, con if we're constantly aware of the problems in our life, well, we have to ask the right questions and they have to come from a place of curiosity. I wonder why I interact with X when X or Y, y or Z happens, right? I wonder why I shut down when I'm having a difficult conversation with my significant other or someone in my family. I wonder why I shut down or I, I quit on something when I know it's really important to me, when I start to feel some imposter syndrome, I start to feel some self-doubt. I wonder what happens for me when I don't launch that really important project or I don't go out on that walk or I don't start to exercise or I don't reach out to a mentor, a coach or a therapist if I need that type of help. Like I wonder what's going on for me that I don't want to do this. OK, because asking the right questions for yourself is probably the quickest way that you're going to get the right answer. <laughs> All right. So. This goes back to what we're doing here. The RIS, you know, again, it's it's our it's our, our uh, autopilot tool, and our own our brain's own social media algorithm. So as you're running through this, and as you're as we're gearing towards the end of this episode, as always, you kind of already know where the homework's going to come from, right? So if something spoke to you, I want you to do something with it. Take a screenshot of this episode. Make sure you tag us at Desi Abeta or at I Made It Pod. We want to celebrate you. We want to start to help you to start think about what you're uploading, who you're following, metaphorically and literally, uh, and uploading into that beautiful subconscious of yours because the subconscious is going to start creating your environment if it already hasn't, all right? Much love to you. I'll see you on the up next episode later. What's up, high performers, high performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes of each and every episode. All you got to do is click on the link, answer a couple questions and you're in and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos, free content for you, free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become. On the other end, we also know that information is readily available. 
It's the application that people need to invest in in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.